everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vinny Santella. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, which is the largest statewide business association in the USA. For more info on us, visit njbia.org. Just an FYI, we release a new episode every other Friday, so be on the lookout. Shout out to NJ Manufacturers Insurance. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp, and they're the official sponsor of the show, so check them out if you need some insurance. Before we get started, just a quick reminder, if you like our show, please subscribe. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you can get a podcast, we're there. If you're not really into the whole podcast thing, we're on YouTube, so you can check us out there too without having to subscribe to all that podcast stuff. If you like us, give us five-star reviews anywhere where you happen to be listening to this. It helps get our show out there and get us discovered. If you hate us, just send us an email. Or give us the five-star <laughs> review anyway. It's, it's fine. Exactly. So with us today is Lou DiMartino. Lou, say hello. Tell us a little about yourself. Yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Lou DiMartino, a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch and also the owner of a great business called Pour and Pedal uh, Wine and Bike Tours. That is so cool. That's yeah, a... What do you... Pour and Pedal. So you, you get on a bike and you... Drink wine. Drink that wine. sounds like almost a good idea. I know, right? <laughs> it, it's... Yeah. It's tell a, tell it's, me more. Yeah. It's a fun time. So essentially, we have five locations. And what we do is we take people from one vineyard to the next on bikes. We provide the helmets bikes, tour guides, you just show up in comfortable clothes and we take care of the rest. And it's a uh, private exclusive tours with lunch at five different locations. With lunch? Yep. And are people in okay condition to jump in their cars at the end and yeah. <laughs> well, to say nothing of the bikes. Right, right. I mean, I think we've established I'm a big fan of wine. Okay. So I'm curious getting, you know, from point A to point D and then C and then D on the bikes and all that. How does yep. that go? Yeah, it's it's fine, I'm sure, right? Yeah, but it's a good, good question. I fumbled that a little bit. <laughs> I was thinking like, yeah, as, after a few wines, I'd be like point A to point G to point 12 to <laughs> F. So how does that all work out? No, great questions. So we have methodical tastings throughout the tour and our tour guides are trained such that they kind of watch everyone to make sure that they're not overindulging. Uh, and we do have a support vehicle. So we've for example, we were just in Cape May a couple weeks back. We had a bachelorette party. They were fine. Everything was great. But mm -hmm. in the event that people want to purchase wine, um, if they happen to drink a little more, I mean, they really can't the way the, the process is. Yeah, the, the tour guides are really taking care of making sure that they're not drinking too much. And they're biking. They're having lunch. They're going between the vineyards, burning the calories off. So it's yeah. really tough for someone to really overindulge. But we do have um, process in place to make sure that they get safely from one vineyard to the next. And um, the support vehicle can take them uh, if they so choose to pull the bike off, hop in the sport vehicle, and head to the next vineyard. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a, like it's a it. fun time. Yeah, that sounds like really, what are the locations? So five locations, uh, here in New Jersey we have three. So we're in Ringos, which we work with uh, Old York Cellars and Union yeah. Vineyards. And then we're in New Egypt with Cream Ridge Winery and Larita Winery. And then most recently we opened up down in Cape May. We work with Hawkhaven Winery and um, Cape May Winery. Nice. And then in New York we're in North Fork Long Island and then in the Hamptons, Southampton. Fabulous. Yep. So I gotta investigate that for like a girls' weekend or something. That could be really fun. Mm. I think. Yeah, we do a ton of uh, you know corporate events or sure. bachelor parties, get-togethers, fiftieth birthday party. I mean, you name it. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Is it seven days a week? You wouldn't think about that as a bachelorette party kind of thing, like getting crazy <laughs> with somebody stopping you, like, hey, ma'am, you've had a little too much. <laughs> yeah, more more. It's team, an extremely but... responsible bachelorette party. I agree. Like, it's uh, kind of a nice thing. Yeah. Kind of a nice change of pace. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we get all different. I mean, probably from the story, we had uh, someone when we first started, it was a 60th birthday party. And the daughter called me up and said, Lou, I want to see, you know, how long is the distance? And every location there, they vary anywhere from, let's say, four to eight miles each way, sure. pretty leisurely. And she asked me, she said, Lou, you know, it's a 60th um, 
my mother's 60th birthday party. I want to make sure, you know, everyone's going to be okay. And, you know, how's the bike riding going? I said, well, it should be fine. I said, you know, is your mom active? She goes, it's not for my mom. It's for me. I'm worried about my mom's oh my a triathlete. God, I'm hilarious. worried that I could make it. I said, don't worry. You'll be fine. Sure enough. I mean, mom came with bananas mm. and all that. But it's, you know, we make sure that everyone, you know, we want to accommodate to a wide demographic. Totally. So I have a good friend who who rides bikes pretty um, pretty regularly. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, I did 20 miles over the weekend. Or I did, you know, just on a Saturday afternoon. And I think about miles in terms of the treadmill. Like, right. mm -hmm. it takes me 40 minutes to do a 5K on right. the treadmill. And a 5K is... 3.1 miles. It is right. pathetically small. But when, when a biker is like, oh yeah, 20 miles on a Saturday afternoon, that just blows my mind. And he's like, yeah, that was an hour and a half or something. Like, right. really minimal or something. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you, you go faster on a bike than you do running anyway, right? Yeah, of so course. Of course, it'd be like less time. But. Yeah, and, yeah. We, and we changed our paths a couple times in the beginning. It's always every year we try to refine a little better to have you know less hills. Uh -huh. In the beginning, we had some real steep hills that we were going through, and people were like, wow, this is a long trip. Mm. And so we've, throughout the years, in all the locations now, we've refined it where some of our locations are literally on bike trails, others are on back roads, but it's very leisurely. So. It's good that you're keeping it off the major roads. Nothing oh, yeah. annoys me more than when I'm driving, and you know, <laughs> there's like 30 people on bicycles in front of me, and I'm like, please, uh -huh. why? Nope. <laughs> why yeah. me? Awesome. Yes, why me is exactly what <laughs> Right, because it's like Frogger almost in reverse. Like, you really, <laughs> yeah. you really pray to God you don't hit one of them, and one of them doesn't, like, lose their balance and, like, knock you it over. You never hit them, but it, it winds up slowing you down so considerably. Yeah. I just told you that you go so much faster on the bike, mm -hmm. but you go so much slower than in your car. Of course. So, you know, I've never understood that. Like, we have bike trails. Right. We have back roads, you know, right. for a reason. Get Side off the walks. road. Get off the road. Oh, my God. Exactly. You know who you sound like? Who? Me. Yeah. At the gym. <laughs> At the gym with the resolutioners, no, just get totally out of my different. way. That's totally different. <laughs> no, it's, <not. laughs> it's totally different. No, it's not. Except the world is your oyster. You're like, get off the roads, bikers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. it's no. I'm not totally. even gonna get into this. It's totally different. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, all right, all right. So, do you guys own the vineyards that you bring people to? Nope. So we own the bikes. We have, you know, our tour guides there, but we take them from one vineyard to the next, and we partner with them. So it's more of a partnership where. We're bringing them there and having people realize that, wow, there's actually some good wine in New Jersey. Mm. Do you cut the vineyards in? Is it enough that they just, you're bringing people to patron them or no. do you ever get any kind of kickback from them like that? No, no it's, it's a good partnership because we're paying for them to be there. We're mm -hmm. paying for their wine. And then hopefully the, the goal being is that people find that there's some really good wine out there and in turn they're purchasing wine there. Yeah. And um, you know, part of it is just getting the awareness. Uh, so I'll ask you guys, you know, how many wineries do you think are in the state of New Jersey, if you had to guess? Six? Six. I would say maybe ten. Over 40. 40. That's crazy. <laughs> so there's 40. I think the number is like 47 wineries. And so to that point, we want to have people just be aware that, wow, there's some good wine here. And this is a one way to explore it mm -hmm. and actually try some of the wine and come back and maybe say, wow, I'm going to come back to this winery now. You or know, buy a of, case of something that they love. Right. Yeah. And now with online, you know, people can go online and purchase wine. So it's just a good way to get exposure to the wineries and uh, have them try something new. I guess that's one of the cool things you don't think about with New Jersey. Like, there's just, you you never think about what you can do, but there's always a ton of stuff that you don't know about. That's mm -hmm. like, I didn't know there were 40 wineries yeah. in New Jersey. Yeah, I would never yeah. have known that. It's good that we have this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's Let really a community know. service. Yes, yeah, so we we're do. doing the, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of these vineyards, too, I mean, they have other events there, right? They'll do sometimes, you know, there's always weddings there or food truck events, and it's just, it's mm. cool, cool setup. I mean, some of the vineyards, that we go to, I mean, you go there, you think you're in Napa Valley. I mean, tons of 
acres, you're on you know, beautiful landscapes, and it's like, yeah, this is in New Jersey, believe it or not. Is there a wine that New Jersey is known for, like California Chardonnay, do you know what I mean? Uh, or Australia Sauvignon Blanc. Is there a wine that we're known for? There's a wide grapes that are grown in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, like Chamberson is a widely grown grape, um, but Cabernet, I mean, a lot of the varietals, the different types of grapes, um, the vineyards will grow, and a lot of times they'll get them from different parts of the areas, too, and make their own, so. Huh. So you mentioned, um, you know, like you're standing in one vineyard, you don't know you're not somewhere else. The first thing I thought of when you said that is, all right, so is there a vast difference from one to the other? Like, am I getting a different experience at each of these vineyards that makes it worth it for me to bicycle from one to the next so, rather than spending the day? It's a great question. Ones? So, yeah, absolutely. So what we uh, do in all locations is... In one of the vineyards, we'll get a behind-the-scenes tour. How is wine made? Literally from when you're planting the seed until the, that wine's actually in the bottle. So everything from you know the wine going into all the different uh, machines that, to um, taking the wine out, um, uh, destemming the wine, and what to then bottling it and going through the whole process. But that's on one winery. So you get the behind-the-scenes tour. And the second winery is we're going to explore the grounds. We might do, we'll do some trivia on the tour. It's more of letting our tour guides. Um, embrace the group and have a good time so that we don't do another tour mm -hmm. of how the wine's being made. So we, every location we have that kind of mix where one you're getting a behind the scenes tour and then the next venue you're getting more of a, the tour guides putting on um, some fun facts, trivia, a little bit more engaging. And is the wine generally pretty different from place to place too? Yeah, believe it or not. I mean we, we sample a fair amount of wines, you know, red and whites from different wineries so you get a good variety mm. and then you can of course, you know, while you're there purchase the wine, we you know put it in a sport vehicle mm -hmm. for you. But uh, yeah, you can get a really good variety, and I think it surprises a lot of people. Most people don't realize that you can have good wine in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, you just got to find it, like anything else. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there a place you'd recommend, or is that you know they're all equal? Kind of you don't want to put like, one yeah. away. Like I mean, children, you love them all equally, yeah, right? Yeah, we love our partners. I mean, it depends. You know, when people ask me that question, I see you know if they're more red wine drinkers or white wine. But I mean, I'm a big wine fan myself, so. You know, I, I really couldn't say one in particular. They all have their unique characteristics, and so, uh, you know, sort of the cop-out answer. But uh, All right, I got, a, I got a different angle for it then please. for you. All right, so a few episodes on this show, you were talking about how you could get a great bottle of wine pretty cheap, mm -hmm. you know, in New Jersey. Yeah. Do you have a recommendation for something like that? Like if one of our listeners didn't want to drop $500 on a bottle right. of wine but wanted, you know, something good. New Jersey wine yeah. for... Yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be made here, but oh, okay. buy it here, you know. Like okay. That. Well, and you'd be surprised too because some of the vineyards, they'll get grapes from different parts of the country as well. And they'll have their own grapes that they make. But in addition... Mm, they can like get, a blended red. Yep. And so, but yeah, you can find all sorts of deals. I mean, I wouldn't say there's one in particular that you're going to find a great, I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, Unionville Vineyards is, is fantastic um, in the Ringos location, Old York Cellars, but I really can't pick one. I mean, down in Cape May, Hawkhaven wineries, they're, they're phenomenal. They just, so there's, you'll find it, all the vineyards, a mm -hmm. wide range. You can find your $10 bottles to, you know, and up. Um, and what I always tell people is, you know, subjective to your taste, you know, mm -hmm. necessarily, you know, cost doesn't necessarily indicative of a, a great bottle of wine. You know, yeah, you can find true. great wine for ten, fifteen dollars. Totally. I mean, majority of most wine purchased is under twenty dollars a bottle, mm -hmm. believe it or not. And are all the vineyards on your tour grapes? Because one of our members actually, Melvino, we met them at Made New Jersey Day a couple years back. They make wine out of honey. Um, mead. So I did, mead. Mead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't even realize that that was a thing that you could make wine out of other stuff. But, yeah. 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 So that's a good question. So on. The New Egypt tour, we go between Cream Ridge Winery and Larita, and Cream Ridge is known for, they make a lot of 
different fruit wine. So mm. they'll have blueberry wine, raspberry. key wine, mm. raspberry. Because if you think about it, what's you know, wine is essentially a fruit mm-hmm. that after you go through the, the process and you you know, through Fermented. alcohol and fermenting it, you, you get wine. So they've made key wine, blueberry wine. So I want the address to that, please. Yeah, yeah I'd actually be willing to try blueberry wine. Mm. That sounds really good. My or dad, raspberry, yeah. my dad makes raspberry wine, and it is unbelievable. Huh? Unbelievable. Can you do it with a strawberry? That sounds really cool. I'm sure. Oh yeah, uh, they mm-hmm. come up with all any kind of fruit. Actually, Kate and I were recently on a, a foodie podcast. Shout out to Fat Girl Chronicles Vicky. promoting this show. Yeah. And we learned about cotton candy grapes on that. And yeah, forgot about that. Would that not that. be amazing to make there wine? There is a thing that they have cross, I don't know, pollinated, pollinated yeah. grapes to taste like cotton candy. Can you imagine that as a wine? I couldn't That probably tastes amazing. I know, it probably right? does. <laughs> well, they, they have a wine at Lorita Winery where it's it's a white-based, um, it's a chocolate wine. It's called Chocolate Therapy. Yes. Mm. I've heard of it. And I it's, have. It's almost like a um, either Frangelico or a Kahlua. It's a creamy, almost like an after-dinner. Yeah. And, you know, it's decent alcohol content as well. I think it's over 14%, but it's a uh, smooth. You wouldn't think it's wine. It's almost like a, like a Kahlua, mm-hmm. cream, but it's, you know, grape-based and uh, it's mm. tasty. You know what I recently learned to love as well? Port. Have you ever had like a raspberry port? It's like thick. You can yeah. almost pour it over ice cream. Oh yeah. Oh my god, and the alcohol content is up. You can't like you oh, need yeah. to sip it. Do you right. know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, it is delicious. You need yeah. to sip it except for when you're shoveling in your mouth on top of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. 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 Yeah. yeah. As an ice cream topping, it mm. is tip top. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so today's icebreaker is if you could go back in time to any period in history. What would you pick and why? And let me preface this by saying, picture like a Doctor Who episode where nobody's going to die. Like, right. you, you're not going to go back to, I'm not going to go back to, like, the Salem witch trials and then be tried as a witch and die. Like, there's no inherent <laughs> danger. There's no inherent danger. So right. bear that in mind. And you can't change anything, right? Right, right. You yeah. can't change anything. So this isn't the, uh, would you go back in time and kill Hitler question. Right. But you can't do that anyway, because then you'd grow up in a period where he didn't exist and you wouldn't care, so you wouldn't go back in time and kill him anyway. So, yeah, it's, it's a whole paradox. I watched too many times. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> Vinny's favorite movie is yeah. Back to the Future, and yeah. so every time yeah. time travel comes up, he's got like this very logical, yeah. thought out reply, and you're just yeah. like, "That's not what I. That's not what I wanted I from you right now." <laughs> <laughs> All where, right, where would you go? So where would um, where would I go? Yeah, I think I would go. Or when back would you go? When I think I would go back to the Renaissance because that was such an interesting period of art and education and learning and language and food and and wine i think that that would be really fun renaissance italy uh-huh. yeah i think that could be amazing yeah just so many interesting political players you know henry the mm-hmm. the the de medicis florence i think that'd be really cool, cool. yeah what about yourself yeah, what about you? so i'm kind of torn between two things because one is a lot less none of this is practical but one's right. a lot less practical than the wow. other wow i'd like to go back just before the big bang and see it happen, you know, and know like what came before and, you know, just like see that all play out. So you're really embracing the not dying loophole. Not dying, right? Because, yeah, because there's no would, atmosphere There's no to way breathe. to survive that. <laughs> well, even not put aside the atmosphere for a second, right. just the explosion. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about the explosion. Yeah. yeah, it was a bang for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, Jeez. So that, that, there's that. And then I'd love to go back and be a pirate, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, to mean to laugh. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I, I just think that, like, I romanticize that whole period so much. Wow, yeah, I'm like, picturing you with a parrot on your shoulder and an eye patch. 
I, I couldn't do the parrot. I could I could rock an eye patch though. Like, no, it. the parrot would freak me out. Like just having it on my shoulder there, that would really yeah, that I I wouldn't do well with that. But you know. Yeah, I just, I think it's like really cool, you know, you go around, you your whole responsibility is, you know, being on the open ocean and I guess there are bad things you have to plummet or plunder, the, plunder uh, right. other ships and all that. But, yeah, you'd have to rob and and murder other people. Yeah, but it was okay then, right? Like morally I mean, it was legal, but was yeah. it morally okay? Probably not. No. I'm just saying, like... And actually, it wasn't legal saying either. I, yeah, it probably wasn't legal. No, that's why they're called pirates. It was something that you did. Like, it, it was, was something, something that people did in that time wow. You know, like, how we choose to go to work every day and, you know, do that for a living. That was, like, a perfectly reasonable way to make a living back then. And you could be on the other side and going after the pirates. There you no, go. that's not as fun. No? Yeah. <laughs> they don't make movies about the people who go after pirates. I was just going to say. Those people are always the bad guys. Yeah. Like, like, what are they even called? Pirate hunters? The English. The English. Right? The <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. One too many Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I think. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Lou, what wow. about you? Yeah, on the spot. Um, I don't know. I'd say... Partly maybe because of my son, you know, and his obsession with dinosaurs. I would Ooh. say, like, being around to see these, like, creatures. Like, n now reading, like, you know, teaching, like, my son about, like, the prehistoric age yeah. and different types of dinosaurs. And he tells me more than I know now about dinosaurs. Right. Mm. But just to see, like, as we look around and see, like, big skyscrapers and stuff, to know that there was these huge mess of animals coming right. through. Like, I think it would be pretty cool to be around that, uh -huh. you know, at, at some period. Um, but from a walking around, living, breathing, I would say probably maybe the 50s. You know, the time period where things were simple. I mean, I think, mm. you know, as of recently, I find in different capacities, we get caught up in technology. And it can be a great thing in many aspects, but in many times it can be a hindrance. Mm -hmm. And so my wife and I have this conversation all the time, and she's a big proponent of, like, the simple times. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, if you said you were going to be somewhere sometime, you were. You just mm -hmm. showed up. When mm -hmm. kids got together, they just were at the park. And so maybe it'd be cool to, in my opinion, kind of go back to where it was simple, like kind of when I was growing up, and you just knew everyone was hanging out at this ballpark. Or... So it'd be nice to kind of see that just as our sort of like a back to somewhat reality, I guess. Mm -hmm. But now we have the new reality where everyone's connected in five different ways. Yeah. And it Not necessarily be, a bad thing, but it's just no, different. but it can be a bit of a distraction, too. Like, I remember fondly, you know, the rule was that you had to be home when the arc lights turned on. Right. And right. if you weren't, you were in trouble. Right. And I like how there is that that natural way of saying that because we didn't have necessarily phones no. that right. could tell you exactly what time it was. Yeah. That's exactly right. And when you made plans with friends, you kept them because right. there was no way to say, I can't go or I can't, I won't be there. We had or, the telephone. No, but like if you were, I don't know, but like if you were on the way, you couldn't just decide, okay. yeah, I'm just going to go home or I'm just going to, you kind of had to. Do you do that? Plans. Like you're driving somewhere? No, and you're I just don't. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But. Yeah. Maybe sometimes. Maybe, yeah. Maybe sometimes. Usually not when I'm already in the car. Like, by the time I'm in the car, I've made the commitment to go somewhere. Mm. But there are times when I'm on the couch, and I'm like, okay, it's make or break. I either have to get up off the couch right now and start mm. getting ready to go, or I need to tell somebody that I'm not going. Mm. I mean, but I'm sure, like, no matter what time period you think of, like, we can romanticize them all we want, but they probably weren't as simple as we think. Like, the, right. the 50s, yeah. I'm sure we were all ducking and covering, you know, because totally. the Cold War was going on, and we were yeah. like, all and terrified every day of being killed. Yeah, you know? and the Korean War, mm. right? Yeah. Wasn't the Korean War in the 50s? Was that the 40s? Uh, no, it was after that. World War II, and World War II ended in 45, mm. and Vietnam started in 61. So Korea would have been the 50s. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, ducking and so, covering. So yeah, you would have gotten drafted. Cold War. And, yeah. 
Yeah, life was never as simple as And then the Jurassic like period, I mean, that's got it. I, we have four whole movies about yeah. all <laughs> But there's the no-dying loophole. Right, the no-dying loophole. That's you know, right. You know what I've been thinking about lately? Okay, so um, a lot of times I'll just let my long go. And when that happens... A lot of times? Yeah, a lot of times. All the time? All the time. All the time, <laughs> all the time I just let all my long go. And, you know, I've got weeds in my front lawn mm -hmm. that come up to, like, my waist. And I was thinking you about, like... front lawn? Yeah. It's it's bad. No, no, no. It's it's definitely bad. I'm not defending it. I'm horrible. I am scum. Okay, but here's the thing. I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, two, three, five thousand years ago, this is how it would have looked. Yeah. Like it would have just been, you know, these these weeds. Not even that long ago, like Little House on the Prairie. That whole opening montage was sure. just fields that they were yeah. running through. We didn't have roads. No. <laughs> you know. So like, put aside dying. You're gonna have to trudge through, you know, weeds as tall as your head, right. Just to get anywhere. And I yeah. can only imagine the kinds of things that live in those weeds. I mean, you can't die, but you're still gonna have bugs on you and stuff. Oh and, like, God, the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes <laughs> and the ticks and everything. Ooh, like, and yeah. The snakes. Yeah. So there's really, and I, I mean, I can romanticize buried treasure all I want or mm. you know but like they had scurvy in the pirate days totally. and, like people walking around with peg legs like yeah. you know you can't even get like a decent like leg substitute yeah and you know so now good. that I think about it Renaissance Italy the sanitation the black is not debt? great well, you the black die, debt. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't yeah. die but the, the sanitation the ladies room at, yeah. in Renaissance Italy was not is not the same as it mm. is here so maybe we should go into the future the future. The future. Right. Back the to the direction. future. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a really good depiction of the future. I think that's like one of the few movies I can think of where they didn't have like a post-apocalyptic future. Mm. It, was, it was nice. It was kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. Although I remember, uh, do you remember when they were like walking past a, a storefront? It was an antique store. And mm. they were like, oh, look at that. Dust jackets. <laughs> yeah. And the, the dust buster. <laughs> yes. yeah. That made me laugh so mm. hard. Uh, and then in retrospect, I was like, of course we didn't get rid of dust jackets. Dust jackets are great. Well, there was a lot of stuff in there that I can't even, I'm, I'm trying to visualize it, but there was just a lot of stuff that they they knew we would never get right. rid of, but they jokingly put it in there. It was like, great. This is an antique. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Love it. All right. So we're going to take a little break and when we come back, Awful or Awesome. Love it. And we're back, and it's time to play my favorite game, Awful or Awesome. Uh, this is a game where I'm going to name three things, and then you guys each have to decide very quickly if it is awful or awesome, and you have to defend your answers. Not just us, you too. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> That's fine. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. So first up is baseball rivalries. So I'm talking like Mets versus Yankees and Yankees Ooh, versus Red, Red Sox, Sox and... Uh, I don't even know any other ones. Philadelphia Those fans versus everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the <rest of> the <laughs> yeah, yeah, baseball rivalries. So, uh, any any thoughts on those? Uh, I'd say awesome. As a diehard Yankee fan, and uh, you know, we even have a buddy of ours that was dating a uh, girl from Boston. We were like, it's not going to work out. And sure enough, it. <laughs> wow. Was she a fan? Was she a baseball? She was fan? a big Red Sox fan. And we're like, this isn't going to work. But um, <gasps> but no, yeah, I think it's it's great. Jeez. I mean, you go to any ballpark during those rivalry games. I mean, it's like, I mean, I went to one earlier this year, Yankees, Red Sox, and it was like playoff environment. You know, everyone's cheering, not, 
you know, like the typical uh, beginning of the season. Sure. Small, I mean, it was great. So Everybody's so emotionally invested. Yeah, and it's, yeah. you know, bragging rights for that next week, month, right. or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan. All right, then. I guess I've just never gotten it. I don't know. So <laughs> even when I was a big sport, I mean, I'm from the Bronx, so, yeah. you know, I like the Yankees, but sure. I haven't really gotten to follow in a long time. But even when I did... So the last time I was at a Major League Baseball game, I went to go see the Yankees versus the Red Sox at Yankee Stadium. Right. And an actual honest-to-goodness riot broke out across the stadium. Oh. And I was just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to say who cares, but really, like, why? Right. You know, like... Like, why are people throwing punches right now? Yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it either. Like, I'll does be honest. It, in the grand scheme of things, does it matter who wins this game? Right. You know? Right. It's does like, it really impact your day that much <laughs> that you're going to risk an aggravated assault charge? Seriously. You know? So this is a little off topic, but uh, at Super Bowl time, somebody told me mm. that um, the Eagles have an actual jail, like a pokey. In the in the stadium, of course, because <laughs> Eagle fans or Philly fans, I guess. Philadelphia fans. I mean, know. that's crazy to me. That is straight up crazy to me. Yeah, as of the time we're filming this, I don't even remember. No, so we're a long way away from the next Super Bowl. But yeah. in the last Super Bowl, the Eagles won. They did. And there was a huge riot <laughs> all over town. Like, and not even the kind of, like when I said there was a riot at Yankee Stadium, I guess I could see people pushing each other around. Right. I'm sure there were some errant punches. Right. This They looted. There were like places on fire. They greased I, telephone poles. Yes. Right, so they wouldn't climb them. And they right. did it anyway. And they did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that kind of emotional investment in 12 guys who are throwing a ball around wearing tights. They flipped a car over? They Can you did. imagine if that was your car? And you came out the next night and were like, why? Wait, yeah. wait, and didn't yeah. you have a conversation conversation with someone here about Heather the riot about oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah they were gonna so, riot whether they won or I was talking shout out to Mike Rooney on our IT yes. staff we, we were asking him beforehand because he's a big uh, Philadelphia fan um, whether or not there was gonna be a riot if they won because you know I guess foregone conclusion they were gonna riot if they lost but you know <laughs> We were just like, what happens if they win? And he was like, oh, they're definitely going to riot. And I was just like, why? Like, why would you riot because you won? Like, that was the thing that really surprised me. I know. They were that angry I and know. they won. It is absolutely crazy. It's like somebody died or something. Like, when the king and queen of France were beheaded during the revolution and the whole country went crazy. Mm. Like, who riots when you win? But anyway, um, what did Heather say? Shout out to Heather Hansberry. Heather was talking about, I, I think, like, the next day she put something on Facebook about how... Uh, the Philadelphia fans were fine after all. And I was like, what are you talking about? I, I saw a video on YouTube where 30 people got on top of an awning right. attached to a hotel and it collapsed. Of course it broke. Of course <laughs> it collapsed. It's 30 Why? people standing on an awning. I, I just, I guess I just don't get it. Like, I guess you can be passionate about something, but what is it about a sports team winning that caused just martial law to break out in one of the biggest cities in America. I mean, does the insurance coverage um, come? Can you imagine? I mean, you're the owner of the hotel and you're calling MetLife on Monday. Yeah, I need the awning. These check 30 people stuck. I need Philadelphia sports team one insurance. Ready? I'm sorry. Okay, okay, next. Uh, golf TV. Golf TV. You play golf, right? I do. Um, I'm getting into it more. So, uh, can you get it in the middle? No, you got to say right off. Awful or awesome. Yeah. yeah it's, okay. It's so, one or the other. I yeah. originally like 
when you go to a bar or something and there's a whole bunch of TVs on the wall and right. golf TV is one of them, I used to just be like, oh my God, shoot me now. This is horrendous. Right. I hate it. But then I started to play golf. And, and so I would be sort of casually watching it and watching guys, you know, making putts that I couldn't make. Right. And it's sunny it's and warm leagues. and beautiful. Right, exactly. <laughs> they're good. They're actually good yeah. at it. That's why they're on TV. Right. And it would be sunny and warm. It's like Myrtle Beach or something. And, right. you know, it's Jersey here. It's cold or whatever. And I'd be like... No, but that was really interesting, you know, the way that he's standing or whatever. And right. like all of a sudden people around me were like, really, Kate, what is your deal? What is the problem? You're <laughs> so sitting I, there critiquing like, <laughs> I would have gone with the five iron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that was a 20-foot putt. I'm really impressed. I couldn't have done it. Anyway, so, yeah, I kind of think it's awesome, but I realize that I'm totally in the minority. I mean, I, I'd agree with you. I mean, if I don't lean, I'd say awesome. I mean, yeah. it's, it's funny. I mean, if two boys, four-year-old and a three-year-old. My three-year-old, you can put on cartoons. He might like it, might not. Put on golf. He's like He's laser focused on it. Golf I'm like, TV. Wow. I'm like, all right, maybe we have something here. But, That's amazing. Um, as far as like a golfer or a player, but yeah, no, I I'm starting to get into it more. Cool. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's fun. All right, Ben. I think I know your answer. Yeah, I'm gonna go with awful. <laughs> I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't have like that much of an opinion. I don't think I've ever watched golf TV, so <laughs> it's kind of like when we did the Hamilton thing. Yeah. And I said like yeah. I don't know. I I don't. I guess in this case, I've never watched golf TV, so I don't. I shouldn't have an opinion about it one way or the other. But, but. you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say golf TV, course, and so yeah. you have to. I mean, if somebody. Actually, here at NJBIA, we made a video promoting golf. <laughs> not, I was going to say golf and tennis day. It used to be golf and tennis day. Now yeah. it's just golf day. We made a video promoting golf day where we kind of parodied the sort of commercials right. for golf TV yeah. that we see. Kate actually was gracious enough to act in it. I was in the commercial. Yeah, okay. if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll throw up a little <laughs> bit of like B-roll from that commercial. Yeah. But you know, we were we were kind of playing up a lot of the cliches like you know looking up really intense yeah and, you know dropping the tennis ball and all that and it, it was, was really funny yeah. it was fun to do yeah it was sure. fun to do because i mean we were i'm not going to say we we're making fun of golf but we were we were kind of playing into a lot right. of the, the cliches and, it was it was very gentle fun making yeah <laughs> there you go. all right last one uh amusement parks so like great adventure or in minnesota valley fair Spent many times. Valley Fair. Valley Fair. Is that I a big know. one? It's big enough. It's like the only amusement park. All right, let's use uh, Great Adventure and Disney World as sort of our base for comparison. Well, I've Where never been we? to either. Really? Oh. Really. Good for you. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of it, actually. You should be. I know. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. Never been. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, my grandparents have lived in Florida since I was like four. So every family vacation we took was to Orlando. So I've I've been Ooh, to like, yeah, poor you. It, it's great at first, <laughs> and then you kind of get over it real quick. I, and I was the only one in my family that got over it. And everybody else super excited to go to Disney and Universal for like the fourteenth time each. And then I got married, and my wife is super into that stuff too. So and then not only them, but um, my brother, my friends, they all love Great Adventure. So we've been there countless times. I've probably been on every ride there like six, seven times. And I'm just like I'm so over it. Because Great Adventure is a New Jersey business, I'm going to say, for somebody like you who hasn't been there, a day out there with your friends is actually going to be really fun. Okay. It's just what I'm saying is, like, when you get to the point where you're there, like, 40th, 50th time, you know, it's, it's time to move on and go other wow. places. At Universal Studios, they have the, the Back to the Future train from Part 3. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a huge fan. I know. So when I was a kid, my brother and I took a photo in front of it. And we do it every time we go. And so when the last time we went 
to see my grandparents and go out there. My brother posted a montage, shout out to Michael Sivazel, <laughs> posted a montage of all the times that we had been in front of it. And I was like, I realize you think this is cool. <laughs> this is a visual display of how we need to go other places and do other things. Um, That's pretty funny. Huh? So I kind of have to say awful because I'm the kid who would fill up on all of the junk food and then go on a ride and just puke my guts out all over the person sitting next to me usually. Mm. <laughs> so I've been on the Tilt-A-Whirl puking more times than I've been on the Tilt-A-Whirl not puking. So wow. I know. <laughs> so I kind of hate it. What, what is the Tilt-A-Whirl? Like it describe, because everybody's got all the same rides. So all right, so you're sitting in like a big chair and mm -hmm. it goes in a circle and it spins in a circle while it goes Within in a circle. circle. Yes. So, like, so the teacups. Like, yeah, I guess so. It's like a solar wow. system thing. All right, yeah. then yeah, you wouldn't really do well at like Great Adventure where you've got exactly like, the roller coasters. And, yeah. I can't do the roller coasters. Because the teacups is sort of like our preteen kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say baby ride, but like, yeah. Can't do it. You just but wouldn't do well. Can't do it. No. Some of the amusement parks, I mean, they're getting more advanced now with these like three or 4D type rides. Have you guys ever been on those? Oh my God. Those? There was, Have uh, I ever? <laughs> <laughs> I get the one. It was in Florida, though. I told him Florida, and I'm trying to think of the name of it. Where you're sitting on, you know, basically, um, I forget the Avatar. That Avatar. Was that was the ride, and it was cool. I mean, you're literally sitting on the back of the Avatar, like if you've seen the movie, mm -hmm. and it's cool. So you got wait, 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 wait. You haven't seen Avatar? No, I haven't. Wow. I know. Too. I need to get out more. <laughs> so well, this, this, this ride, it's, it's cool. You're literally sitting on this back of that. So picture like a huge dragon, right? All so right. You get the wind blowing at you, but it's moving, so you feel the momentum, and you truly feel like you're on it so you're enclosed you're not outside so it's 4d though so are you like in a movie theater on a sitting on a chair watching well, this happen and the this, chair is moving the chair's moving that's cool you're feeling the wind blow I've and then done, like, yes. as you get towards the water the water splash so like those rides i think are pretty cool i agree Ma, at mall of america in uh, minnesota they've got a ride like that and i love it it is yeah. so safe and perfect and beautiful and every once in a while it makes me nauseous but not usually I don't think you then you know what you gotta check out <laughs> is the harry potter world in universal because uh, they've got like two or three of them like that yeah. you go through hogwarts and you're wearing the 3d glasses and stuff comes out at you like bellatrix nice. comes and tries to knock you off yeah yeah Actually, um, the Harry Potter world in Universal is so detailed. They started making that before it appeared, like a lot of that stuff appeared in the movies. Mm -hmm. So they based the movies on a lot of the Universal Studios sets really? and not the other way around. That's how detailed that place is. It's wow. amazing. That's like the new golden standard. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah, I need to go there. Especially since you're a fan. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I wound up going with my brother and my wife is like an uber Harry Potter fan. Yeah. She's a Potterhead. Yeah, and I could really, I mean, I've, I've seen the movies, they were all As right. am I, no judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the movies are just so not as good as the books. Well, I haven't read the books, that's the thing. Like, I've seen each movie, like, a couple times, but haven't really, like, dove into it that much. So I went and she didn't, and she still holds that over me to this I'm day. sure, yeah. as well she should. Yeah, she's yeah. really angry about it. Uh, <laughs> so. You gotta take her. I guess, one more trip out to, yeah. Bite the bullet, yeah. just do the right thing. We were going to go out. Um, my brother was getting, is going to get married, and it was going to be in Disney World, and now he moved it to Disneyland because he's obsessed. So, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, they have a Harry Potter thing out there. We can go and do that. Uh, yeah. That's hilarious. And mm -hmm. so, is Chloe going to that? No, we're going to have to lie. Because <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, my daughter, will be, I guess, two yeah. when we go out there. So, I mean, she's like, I guess just maybe at that age where you do know what Disney is. Right. And, uh, you just went through this, yeah. right? So what would you say, too? Like, is she going to know? Is she going to be jealous? She might. 
You know, she just seems young at that age. Yeah. You know? yeah, I think you bring her back a T-shirt and be like, "Hey, we got this at the airport." I, I don't even know if I'd do that. <laughs> maybe, maybe just like there was no Disney. Right. At all, yeah, 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 that's a good idea. Yeah. Hopefully, just she just doesn't get it. into that stuff. Then I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's up to me, right? <laughs> you could so. be like, "Oh, we had to go to Anaheim." Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> Anaheim. Make it sound it's really such a boring place to go. It's oranges, and that's it. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's a small little town. Mm. Right, exactly. Yeah. MBT. All right, is there anything coming up that you guys want to promote? Um, we do. We did in, the, in January we did a wine and food festival at the Nassau Coliseum, and we had about 2,500 people there. A lot of entrepreneurs, business owners from, you know, people that have. Got scallops, fish, grilled cheese, you wow. need all different types of food, restaurants. Uh, so we are going to be continuing doing that uh, fine wine and food festival, and that's partnered through Porn Paddle and uh, another company of ours, Coyote Events. Um, that's going to be going on probably January, February. You can find out more information on that on our, our website, the, uh, the main website, which is uh, pornpedal.com. And um, as far as our events, you know, we're going to be running our tours throughout the season you know, between Cape May, Ringos, New Egypt, and then in the Hamptons and North Fork. And Are your events all private, or if I and a friend just wanted to like tag along on another group, is that possible? Yeah, great question. Absolutely. Literally, once you go on the website, mm -hmm. you'll find all the dates, all the locations, and it'll tell you how many seats are available for the location. So then, literally, Friday before, you want it to go for the next day, if there's sure. two seats available, you guys sign up and uh, hop on the tour. Awesome. Yeah. That's so easy. I love it. Cool. All right. Um, let's just say somebody wants to get a hold of you find out more about the company or sign up for one of these things, how do they go about that? Sure. So you could go literally on the website, www.pourandpedal.com, and, or you can send us an email at info at pourandpedal.com. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, thank you guys for having me on the, oh my gosh. On the show. It was oh, a pleasure. Yeah. That our was really pleasure. fun. Yeah. All right, I think that's our show. That's our show. Thanks to subscribers and listeners. We really appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. Yes, thank you, NJM. If you need coverage, check them out. And thank you, Lou DiMartino. We appreciate thank having you, you here. Well, Check out pourandpedal.com. Absolutely. See you next time. Bye. Bye.